we want to triple the number of homegrown teachers that CPS is hiring per year. That will mean that over time, every other teacher that a CPS student has is somebody who looks like them, somebody who's walked a mile in their shoes, somebody that may have grown up in their neighborhood, somebody they may run into at the grocery store. The power of that cultural competence, I think, is literally transformative. Welcome back to the CPS Teach Chicago podcast. CPS grad to CPS teacher in four years. That's the premise of Teach Chicago Tomorrow, a new initiative launched by CPS to support more of its graduates becoming teachers in Chicago public schools. And maybe you're asking, how many CPS grads want to become teachers? Well, turns out it's a lot. One in 10 CPS high school students report in career interest surveys that they are seriously interested in a teaching career. Now, if you do the math, that's more than 10,000 potential teachers. But in reality, less than 1% of CPS grads actually turn into CPS teachers. So why is that? Well, to talk about that why and the what is being done about it, we're talking to a variety of guests involved with Teach Chicago Tomorrow on this episode. First up, the architect, Felipe Perez, is the director of teacher pipelines for CPS and Teach Chicago Tomorrow is his brainchild. So Felipe, let's set up this headspace of Teach Chicago Tomorrow for everyone. We have already mentioned the data citing one in 10 students are interested in teaching. So I'm curious If you were to explain the program of Teach Chicago Tomorrow to a high schooler, what is this program in general? And then we'll dig in. Thank you, Katie. So speaking to a high schooler, I think the most important place to start is by acknowledging and respecting the fact that this is the dream that they have. And what we're looking to do here is help them reach their dream. For way too long, The approach to teacher diversity and the teacher pipeline has been, how do we convince more young people to consider teaching? And when we were able to look at that data that showed us that one in 10 of our young people are already interested, it was an epiphany, right? The the idea is not how do we convince young folks? The idea is really approaching them where they are. And so pretty simply, there's two ways that we're doing that through Teach Chicago Tomorrow, right? On the one end is our Teach Chicago Tomorrow toolkit that lays out a six-step pathway to a teaching career. How do you choose a college? How do you enroll and thrive? How do you build on your career? How do you train to be a teacher? And how do you start a job? Especially for the students that we serve here at CPS, right? Large proportion of first-generation college students, large proportion of first-generation Americans, large proportion of, of students of color. These pathways are not obvious. So I think step one We meet that young person where they are, we tell them that their dream is valid, and we lay out a roadmap for them achieving that dream. So that's the idea behind the toolkit. At the other end of the spectrum is our inaugural pathway partnership with City Colleges and Illinois State University. The idea there is is just it takes that pathway concept and triples down and says, if these are the six things you need to do in order to become a teacher, this is a partnership that we've built which offers you intensive supports at each of those six steps to make sure that you succeed, thrive, and progress on through to the next one. So that's Teach Chicago Tomorrow. Number one, we respect your interest. 
Number two, we respect you. And number three, we are here to support you in achieving that dream. I think that's amazing. I mean, when you think about talking about we're going to meet students where they are um, and knowing that listening to the data, right, that there's so many students that want to become teachers, but it's not happening. Right. And so creating a pathway for that to happen is critically important for us. So what value does this program bring to future CPS graduates? One part of the value, sort of the, the wide net approach, is this idea of just simplifying the path creating a roadmap. Again, this isn't obvious, right? You know, I'm a first-generation American, first-generation college student. When I went off to college, all I knew is that I needed to get a bachelor's degree. I didn't know that to become a teacher, I needed to be licensed in a particular state. I didn't know that to enter one of those licensure programs, I may need to take specific prerequisites. I didn't know that entering the teaching profession didn't just call for a specific major and a specific license, but specific testing at the end of that process. You know, these are things that, number one, were not obvious to me when I began college. And quite honestly, weren't obvious to me until it was too late for me in my own pathway. So I think that information is power. And the ability of us to meet our students where they are, give them and their families the information that they need to make informed, high-quality decisions... And to do so in a way that is accessible, right? It's literally accessible. You can find it on a website. It's accessible in terms of using plain language. It's accessible in terms of being translated, you know, and available not just for them, but for their families to be a part of this process. This is fundamental to our approach, right? We are respecting these young people, their desires and their desire to make good decisions. And we're arming them with the information to make those good decisions. We underestimate I think the power of information and the power of information presented well, you know, that's our wide net approach. Other end of the spectrum, when we talk about the inaugural pathway partnership with city colleges and ISU, I think the first most powerful element of that pathway is the fact that it starts at city colleges. City colleges is the number one destination of CPS grads throughout the city. More CPS graduates go to city colleges than any other institution in the state. So, If this idea of meeting our students where they are is fundamental, let's meet them at city colleges, right? So how do we get them into city colleges? How do we get them on a high quality transfer pathway? How do we get them really intensive and really targeted academic supports? How do we get them really targeted and intensive counseling, both coursework counseling, academic advising, but also that social emotional counseling and support? You know, how do we get that to them? And how do we ensure that they successfully make the transfer from the two-year to the four-year? So that's one thing that we're really excited about in that partnership. With the Illinois State part of this pathway, several things we're really excited about. Number one, we are bringing the biggest and one of the best teacher prep programs in the state to our students. Our students don't have to go down to Bloomington Normal to be part of this pathway. Bloomington Normal is coming to them. They will be Illinois State students without leaving Chicago. That's huge. We're bringing the institution to them. Literally, we are meeting them where they are, right? That's huge. Number two, meeting them where they are, you know, we know that the power, the the value, the, the richness that our alumni bring is really about these deep neighborhood, community, family connections, you know, throughout the city. And in particular, we know that that background, that experience, that community engagement 
is particularly powerful here in Chicago for students on the South and the West side. One of the things that we find really powerful about the Illinois State Teacher Training Program is that they are really, really intentional about doing a high quality, community embedded, year long student teaching experience in Chicago public schools, neighborhood schools. We think that that really respects the richness of, of culture and experience that our students bring. We think that it really prepares them to be some of the best, most well-prepared teachers in the district, and it prepares them to thrive in a long career, not just a, let me see if this is right for me, but let me really invest my best professional self. Let me really invest my best community-rooted self in this calling. You know, these are several of the things that we're excited about in this work. So I know that this is the inaugural year for all of this work, and there are so many milestones that I'm sure are planned out. But I'm just curious, what do you see as a successful first year of this program? Step one of success is we can demonstrate that there are 100 amazing future teachers who can be part of this really Chicago-centric cohort with City Colleges and ISU. So enrolling that first class of 100 in that partnership is one of our markers of success. But it's not the only one. You guys talked about 10,000 potential future teachers at CPS schools. So beyond 100 enrolled at City Colleges ISU, we are excited for hundreds of students using the TCT toolkit as part of their Learn, Plan, Succeed post-secondary planning process. We know that all of the future teachers in Chicago are only going to enroll in our Pathways partnership. We are really excited for them to use the toolkit to place themselves anywhere around the state, anywhere around the city, that is part of their personal journey towards a teaching career here at CPS. So we, you talked a lot about the, the toolkit, and you said that within the toolkit, there's academic support, there's social support, financial support, as well as the career support that the students will receive when they become a part of the program. How is this program being rolled out to actual seniors this year? How is this information getting to the students, getting to the schools, so the students know that this is a viable option for them? Yeah, you know, our strategy is to over-communicate. And we're working on getting this information to their counselors and post-secondary coaches at their high schools. We also want to get this information into the hands of our students' parents. We know that that's a huge part of the decision-making process, right? You know, that this dinner table conversation about what are you going to do with your life? We want to influence that. So we are actively working with community organizations and community partners around the city uh, in order to find ways of getting the toolkit and getting this information directly to parents. We are also actively engaged, you know, on on social media advertising, you know, on web advertising. We're trying to make sure that when a young person types in, how do you become a teacher when I grow up? What they get is the Teach Chicago Tomorrow website and toolkit, which really celebrates the decision that a young person has made to embark on this pathway and includes information both about our inaugural pathway partnership and the direct ability to download the toolkit themselves. So after this program is up and running and you have your hundred students, you know, and it's going and going and going, how do you foresee this impacting Chicago as a whole and teaching as a whole? I love that question, Katie. We are dreaming big. When we are firing on all cylinders, we want to triple the number of homegrown teachers that CPS is hiring per year. Right now, we are at about 140 per year. We want to more than triple that up to 500 a year. 
That's about half of the new teachers that we hire in any given year. I mean, that will literally change the face of the profession. That will mean that over time, every other teacher that a CPS student has is somebody who looks like them, somebody who's walked a mile in their shoes, somebody that may have grown up in their neighborhood, somebody they may run into at the grocery store. The power of that empathy, engagement, cultural competence, I think is literally transformative. I think representation matters so much. If students don't see teachers who look like them, teachers who come from their neighborhoods, who know their experiences, they may not know that this is something that they can do. It has this potential to truly impact the makeup of education and student upbringing in Chicago. And I really like the, as I was looking through the toolkit and the website, the idea of partnering students in CPS schools, having actual CPS teachers as their mentors, and really making it an in-house initiative where it's all CPS. I was reading an article this weekend, and this columnist was talking about work that he likes to support. And he referred to an organization as a perpetual motion machine. You know, the, they invest in young people furthering their education, their careers. They grow up. Those adults reinvest in other young people. And really, this becomes just a virtuous cycle, the self-sustaining network of people really pulling one another up. You know, that's, that is part of the vision for this work as well. Once we go all in on this idea of homegrown, it is self-sustaining, self-generating, self-reinforcing, you know, in a powerful way. So when you think about the fact that you're talking about some students, they may be the first generation to go to college, right? And so then they get to come back into their community where the kids now in the community get to see them and say, you know what? He made it. She made it. I can too. She's a teacher. He's a teacher. I, I can be a teacher too. The impact of that is beyond the doors of the school, It's beyond the walls of the classroom. It affects the community because when the community is better, we're better as people just overall. Right. And so what I'm hearing you say is that you have big ideas, but there's truly no top potential for what this program can do. So is there any other like innovation in this space where you feel like it can reach out? Because I don't want anybody listening today to say, well, this this is all this program can do. I think that there's so much that this program can do. So is there anything you want the listeners to say, you know what, maybe we haven't thought about this, but if we're being as innovative as we possibly can be, this program can also do this. Thank you, Keisha. We've been dreaming too small. I mean, I think that's one of my takeaways. We have systematically underestimated and underappreciated the amount of talent that's in our schools and in our neighborhoods today, right? We've been thinking by the dozens when we should have been thinking by the thousands. If there is something I want to push colleagues around the country on is is think big, invest in your own young people because it will will always pay off. I think too, I've had the pleasure of working with so many colleagues across Chicago public schools, across city colleges, across higher ed. I have learned so much from them. This model is transferable. I think we build the power of Teach Chicago tomorrow And this model becomes, you know, Chicago doctors tomorrow, Chicago fire tomorrow. There's a power in meeting young people where they are. There is a power in investing in our own. There is a power in creating actionable, achievable roadmaps for young people and their families. And at CPS, we're in a very special place 
because we are both the source of talent and the recipient of that talent. But this idea of creating pathways, of investing in our own, of meeting young people where they are, I think it, you know, it spans geography, it spans career fields. My colleagues and I are excited about this as a model for supporting our young people, whatever their dream may be, which is always, you know, that is the, the core value of this work. Well, we just want to say thank you so much for spending time with us today and talking about this program. I'm really excited to see where it goes and hear about all the amazing things that come out of it. I, I think this is such a great thing to have in CPS. I mean, I'm just thinking back when I was in high school, I knew I wanted to be a teacher, but like you said, I had no idea I had to apply to be part of the teacher's college once I was in college. I didn't realize I had to take those prereq tests, then get admitted into it. So these are things that I think the sooner we can tell our students, the better. And, you know, I think what you were saying having things as streamlined and clean as possible. I mean, I was poking around the website. I was like, oh, this is so easy to navigate. It has, you know, that little wheel. You just so oh, here are my six steps that I need to do. And I think it's just in a very clearly laid out language that will make it that much more accessible to our students. And so just for everybody listening, you know, just in case you want to check it out, maybe you know someone who's interested in becoming a teacher. We want to make sure that we help get this word out. Felipe, where exactly should they go? cps.edu slash teach tomorrow. And if you're interested specifically in the City College's Illinois State University pathway, Go to cps.edu slash pathways partners. Thank you so much. Katie and Keisha, you know, thank you guys so much for, for time to have this chat to elevate this work. I look forward to chatting again in the future so we can talk about what we've accomplished and what we're going to do next. Let's take a break, and then on the other side, we're going to connect with two CPS alumni working in the district and get their thoughts on Teach Chicago tomorrow. You're listening to the CPS Teach Chicago podcast. episode is brought to you by Mr. Catavas at Prospect Career Academy High School. I appreciate Mr. Catavas because he is very understanding and helpful when it comes to remote learning. Mr. Catavas is also very passionate about history and that helps me want to learn more about the historical events that we cover and it has shaped me to love history it to become my favorite subject. This episode is brought to you by Miss Cardona Barton at Chase Elementary School. I appreciate Miss CB because she always makes me and others feel safe and comfortable about who we are and what we identify as. This episode is brought to you by Mr. Navarro at Prosser Career Academy. I appreciate Mr. Navarro because he is a crazy, spontaneous, caring teacher. Mr. Navarro will always go out of his way to help students, whether that's catching up with work or talking about their day to make sure they're doing fine. Mr. Navarro is also the best soccer coach at Prosser, always making sure we have fun and work hard to improve ourselves as students and players. This episode is brought to you by Ms. Flett at Chase Elementary School. I appreciate Ms. Flett because she is really good at teaching math and she made math class really enjoyable. 
This episode is brought to you by Miss Kosick. I appreciate Miss Kosick because she is such a determined and well-organized teacher who even though we're living in difficult, challenging times, she's a supportive teacher who's always there motivating her students. Thank you for being such an inspirational teacher. Thank you for listening. So in the previous segment, we learned about what Teach Chicago Tomorrow is and how it was designed. Now we thought we'd talk to some CPS graduates who may have a thing or two to say about their past experiences with graduating and coming back to find a career here. We're also curious how their current roles can support this greater Teach Chicago Tomorrow effort. First up, we have Carolina Velez, college and career counselor at Marie Curie Metro High School. Go Condors! And we also have Daniel Jackson, second grade teacher at Arthur Dixon Elementary. Go Eagles! Welcome to you both, and let me start with this. How did you both find your way back to a career in CPS after you graduated? Carolina, why don't you start? All right, thank you for having me. Um, So my path is long, and so I just will briefly go over it just because I think it helps me just show like how I got to Curie today. I started off in elementary school as a sub, actually, because I didn't have a certificate that I needed to teach ESL at the time. And so I went straight to grad school. And then I worked at Evergreen for less than a year, and then I decided to move And I left the country and then I went to Texas to teach. I had a really interesting experience. They do school very differently down there. And then I decided to come back to Chicago. Then I decided I wanted to start a career in counseling. And in 2010, I started my master's and I ended up at an alternative high school in Pilsen, which later became a charter of CPS. And I was there for about five years. And then I arrived at Curie. So I just always knew I wanted to work in CPS. Working at the alternative school helped me realize like where our students were sort of ending. And I wanted to come back to the front of it, see what was going on in the first two, three years and how my students arrived to me in that time. And Daniel, what about you? How did you find your way back to CPS? Well, I went to Irving C. Mollison Elementary on the south side in Bronzeville. And then I also went to Jones College Prep in the South Loop area for high school. Then I went through my elementary education program through Illinois State University and student taught at um, a Chicago public school then. And so I just became a teacher right after student teaching. That's great. So you always knew CPS is where you were going to be. Yes. So my heart lied in CPS. Uh, Being a Chicago public school alumni, I wanted to make sure that I was going to give an impact back to um, cousins, siblings and things like that. With you being a, a CPS graduate, I think that you bring a very unique perspective into the classroom. So as a graduate, can you speak to the perspective that you have as a teacher? Well, being a graduate uh, and a teacher in Chicago Public Schools, it is easier for me to navigate through the system because I know the audience. The audience were my cousins. They were my siblings. I am teaching in a community that I grew up in. It's not like I'm shocked or surprised by anything. I'm familiar with the churches, the schools, the after school programming, um, the community, the residents. These are communities where I come from, where I enjoy living and things like that. So it was pretty interesting to find myself back in a community that raised me. 
That is pretty awesome. And so just to just get you all's opinion, just overall of the program, what are your thoughts on the efforts that CPS now has initiated? Well, I would say I'm very proud that CPS has decided to partner with um, the community colleges in Illinois State. Go Redbirds. I am a proud alumni of ISU. Uh, I would like to uh, say that this program is going to help support the underrepresented groups in Chicago. Children deserve to teach in communities they are from. If they're seeing Black role models in their classroom, Black women, Latino women and men in their classrooms, they get a perspective on how education can look if they too were a part of that same system. So Carolina, you are a counselor. You get to work with juniors and seniors who are getting ready to embark on their next educational adventure, their careers. Um, What are you noticing as career priorities with juniors and seniors? And how can that maybe align to the priorities of the Teach Chicago tomorrow? So I work at uh, like the third largest high school in Chicago. So what Teaching Chicago sort of does or allows me to is give this student sort of a pathway or a toolkit to say, this is what you can do now. This is a roadmap that will help you get to where you want to be. Because for other careers, there is sort of a straightforward path or there are programs that are aligned, um, non-for-profits, organizations aligned to helping students of color get to those careers. But for teaching right now, they're there isn't. It's confusing the college going process. What, what needs to happen next? Am I matriculated? And sort of, I feel like this program will help the student move them forward in their process and not sort of get lost in the cracks or, or left behind. I feel like it also gives them a space where they can learn more about the career, which you know, they sort of are coming to education just through their lens, but there's just so many perspectives and there's so many different avenues to go within education. I know um, our goal is to get them to become teachers, but as we see, even in CPS, there's many teachers who go on after a couple of years, they go on and do so many more other things, whether they become lawyers, principals, assistant principals, network chiefs, network specialists. Teaching is not just this one thing. It is so much more than that. And I think that is something that CPS has realized that we have this vast amount of students who are interested in teaching. So how can we help just make it an easier transition from high school to college to career? And so do you see the Teach Chicago Tomorrow as being a program, a pathway that's going to be effective for these students? Yes, I feel like it will allow, like I said, a clear pathway, but also with mentorship, with being able to go through a summer bridge program where they are learning with each other, from each other. They are a cohort moving through the program. These are all the like little ingredients for success for many different types of programs that I've seen in Chicago. And then students will, I believe, will soon little by little get that confidence. Sometimes what I've noticed with students as they're embarking on college or deciding if they want to work. I feel like there's this lack of confidence. They're all very smart, but sometimes they don't always see that in themselves or their capabilities. And this program will allow them to move smoothly into the career. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, I know that I I was in college, I think, when I decided that I was going to be a teacher. I mean, at the time, I wasn't, I went to Catholic school the entire time. But as a junior in college, um, CPS used to have a summer fellows program. 
And I was a summer fellow, which allowed me to actually come back and I received professional development. I actually taught summer school at a CPS school, which was kind of like my pathway to CPS. And so I think that the earlier kids are exposed and have this pathway, it's better, right? And so we know that college and career readiness is a conversation that begins actually in elementary school. We have like a career week. We start to talk to kids about, you know, what are your aspirations in life? And so, Daniel, just as an elementary school teacher, what do you think a program like this will do for our elementary school students who are possibly not yet in high school, who know that they want to have various career options, possibly even one as a teacher? So looking into the lenses of the future for children, I know my school we give our students um, that college readiness by giving them a career day each year. And so it's very good to have children to see that their teachers are it's a specific career um, because they always get to see the chef. They get to see the police officers, but they never think about, oh, teaching is a career uh, because that's just not something that is always uh, recommended as a career from their families and things like that, or something that they just naturally understand that it is a career. Children need to understand that their teachers work very hard for them and to expose them. Their teachers worked hard to expose them, but often downplay their own role. I completely agree with the fact that when you say that we oftentimes have career days and we invite everybody else into our classrooms. And oftentimes I think that we're at fault, right? We don't invite another teacher to come in and say, well, I'm bringing this teacher in or even a professor. Maybe we just want to bring it at a different level just to allow kids to, you know, see something different. But like it is something that can sustain you and it's rewarding. You know, we're not just those teachers who sleep at school, you know, that they think we just live at school. <laughs> like we we're incredibly smart individuals who know like, you know, cognitive development stages of students. We know how to differentiate. We, you know, we have all these certain facets to our profession that are really high level. And I think that's important to communicate to students. So Carolina, I'm curious, as a high school counselor, you know, let's imagine five years down the line, however many years, what can you see as a successful sticking point to this program? I see, um, you know, teachers now coming back to their communities and leading in the classroom and giving their experience of what they just went through as college students to current students, you know, like this sort of intergenerational mentorship between the current teachers in the building and with new teachers. And then I see almost like traditions in the school continue because the students will remember, oh, remember when we did that with Miss so-and-so? She's not here anymore, so I'm going to pick that up or I'm going to continue this field trip or this event or this career day now. I have contacts in the college world that I can bring into the school. I have all these new technology skills that I can bring into the school, things like that. Well, thank you so much, Caroline and Daniel, for spending some time with us talking about this amazing new program called Teach Chicago Tomorrow. I'm really excited to see where this goes and to see our future grads be welcomed home back to CPS. Thank you. It's a welcoming home initiative. I love it. (laughs) Welcome home.
Hi, I'm Ellen, and I work in the CPS Talent Office. It's my job to help teacher candidates find a job in Chicago public schools. I'm here to tell you about the hiring experience in CPS, but I'm not a copywriter, so I thought we could try something else. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Ellen. So I'm trying to share what getting a job in CPS is like for prospective teachers out there. Okay. And I figure you know better than anybody since you were recently hired. I was wondering if you would be so kind to share your experiences with us. Definitely. So around this time, actually last year, I first received an email from you because you saw my um, resume and things online and you thought that I would be a great fit for Opportunity Schools. I had never heard of it, so I looked it up further for my conversation, and I thought it'd be a great fit. i sure I got on your nerve. I emailed you all the time with questions, and you always responded very quickly. You always assured me that I could reach out at any time. You always called, even over the summer when I was having questions on next steps. I never felt like I was at a point where I don't know what's going on or I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing because you always jumped in. So where are you teaching now? I am currently at Avalon Park on the south side of Chicago, and I teach fourth and fifth grade literacy. And how's it going? It's great. I was nervous at first because I never taught fourth and fifth grade. I'd always taught middle school. So I was nervous to go to that upper primary level, but I love it. I love my school. I love my principal. I love my kids. It, It honestly was a perfect fit. I am so glad it is going so well for you. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. No problem. And thank you for everything that you did for me. Interested in teaching for Chicago public schools? Real people like me are standing by to find the right school for you. Visit teach.cps.edu to learn more. Season one of the Teach Chicago podcast is Keisha, Katie, Jennifer, and Colin. Special thanks to Felipe Perez, Carolina Velez, and Daniel Jackson for joining us this episode. We encourage you to learn more about Teach Chicago tomorrow by visiting cps.edu backslash teach tomorrow. Also, CPS class of 2021 and 2022, did you like what you heard on this episode? Well, go talk to your counselor about Teach Chicago tomorrow today, not tomorrow today. Additional thanks to the students of Chase Elementary and Prosser Career Academy for our teacher appreciation ad. Our bell from this episode comes from Hamline Elementary. Go Hawks! You can find more information about the Teach Chicago podcast and links to resources discussed in this episode at cps.edu backslash tcpod. Additionally, If you're a teacher interested in teaching in Chicago public schools, visit teach.cps.edu to learn more. Do you have questions or comments? Share them by emailing us at teachchicagopod at cps.edu. Feedback, of course, is always appreciated. Subscribe to the Teach Chicago podcast by hitting that small little subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. You can also take five minutes and leave us a review, which helps the show tremendously. Copyright. 2021. Bye, 2020. Chicago Public Schools. We'll see you next time for our semester one recap. Until then, teach Chicago.